0: Bit of an emotional time. <laughs> I will try to get through this. Um, hi, everybody. <laughs> mm. I'd like to start with prayer. I think I need it. <laughs> Lord, I thank you for what you've already been at work doing today. I thank you that you've been speaking to us already. And I also want to thank you for what you've been speaking to me about to bring today. May what I've prepared be like another layer of truth that will layer on to what you've already been doing this week and that it would bring hope and life to us all. My heart's desire is that you would just somehow be more visible to us today. Goodness me. Amen. Ooh, good thing we're starting with this thing. That might make me laugh. <laughs> Could you, um, I've got a bit of a picture, a pageant, children's pageant that I want to show you. Um, but spoiler alert, if you've seen it before, don't give anything away, okay? Glenn, would you fire that up for us? There. Thanks Glenn. So what do you see so far? You're allowed to give me feedback. Children? A nativity scene? Pretty normal. They're all kind of like gathering, aren't they? Like, you know, they've been herded and they're all kind of looking around. The older ones, they kind of look like they know what they're doing, don't they? Yeah, and the little ones, well, they're just there. Okay, let's keep watching. <laughs> No Thanks so much, Glyn. We, we don't need to. Isn't she gorgeous? <laughs> okay. Uh, so, what did you see next? <laughs> Enthusiasm. That's right. Uh, did you see the boy boy's reaction too, though? What What did he start doing? Did you notice? He started singing loud too, it was kind of like, whoa, I, he really tried hard to out-sing her, but did he do it? No, I think you would have been working hard to outsing her, that's right. And the older girl, she like smiled and looked down, but they were all a bit taken by surprise, weren't they? Okay, this voice of hers was always there, wasn't it? It was always inside of her, it wasn't hidden, it, well... They didn't know it was there until that Christmas pageant. What was invisible became very visible, didn't it? It was inside but invisible, and yet when she was given opportunity, it became very visible. It was I love it because it's kind of like the sound of passion and the sound of confidence. She just enthusiastically let rip. I loved it. But I was kind of squirming actually about showing this today. And I was thinking, why? Why have I got this like, this conflict on the inside? So on the one hand, I love her passion and I love her confidence. But I realized actually it's the performer, or should I say the perfectionist in me, thinking it's out on the internet. Like it's never ever going to go away. She's going to be 30 and they're going to be playing it. You know, at her 21st, someone's going to find it and play it for her. And it's not quite what you would call note perfect, is it? No. But ultimately, what wins out for me is her passion and enthusiasm. And that's what captivates us, isn't it? Her invisible became visible. So I want to propose something to you. I'm basing what I'm speaking out of today from 1 Colossians 15 to 27. So if you want to go away and be able to read that, I'm not going to read it all out right now, but I'm going to unpack it for you. So this is what I want to propose to you. This is kind of like an expression that Bob Hazlitt first kind of alerted me to. He said, everything you see comes from what can't be seen. Everything that you see comes from what can't be seen. So, a tree starts as a seed in the ground. Fruit appears on a vine that looks like it will produce nothing. It's bare when it's dormant, and yet leaves and fruit suddenly appear on it. A child exists unseen, except for scans, unseen in the woman until it is born and everyday objects, like a computer. My cell phone. And something that we all have, or most of us have, once we've been earning, one of these, don't we? a car. They all existed in somebody's head long before the computer sat on our desk, long before we held our iPads and our phones in our hands and long before the car was parked in our driveway it existed in somebody's head. The unseen became seen. The invisible became visible. So I want you to hold on to that thought. Colossians 1 verse 16 says, for in him, and the him is referring to Jesus, all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers, rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. And then Ephesians 1 says it like this, For he, Jesus, chose us in him before the creation of the world. Brooke Fraser has written this beautiful song. And she's crafted words beautifully that express this truth. So why don't you just close your eyes for a moment and we'll listen to the very beginning of it.
1: the word at the beginning, one with God, the Lord most high, your hidden glory and creation. What a beautiful name it is,
0: you, me, were in him before the world began. Before the creation of the world, you were in him. Before there even was a world, before there was even a universe, you were in him. Just like the wee girl's voice was in her, but was not yet seen, not yet visible. We were in him. Before God said out aloud, let there be light, he said, in him, let there be you. You were there in him. It's kind of a mystery to me, but kind of not. I feel like I'm getting a little bit of a glimpse of it from that side of these things were in someone. And it says in his word, in him, all things Were created. So these were all in Him long before they were in any one of us. And I do want to say something to you. As I was preparing this, God really kind of like arrested me at this point and He said, There is someone here who needs to know that you have never ever been an afterthought to God, you've never been an afterthought to Him. You've never been a whoopsie or a mistake, unexpected, unplanned. You were in him. And he said, let there be you. Before he ever spoke words out aloud of creating our universe as we know it, you were in him. and I will take the step that I feel like he wants me to. He wants me to pray for you because it's kind of like, he says, I want to do something. I want to do an exchange with people. I want to exchange the lie that has been like a dark cloud over your head that you've been a mistake, that you were unplanned, that you just weren't meant to be and so you kind of got the dregs got the leftovers you somehow missed out with God and he's wanting to reassure you that no that is not you so can I just take this moment right now (laughs) have every head bowed I just want to give people permission to be able to say that's me and I want to encounter God differently today that's me and I I want to be able to pray for you um, and pray with you and we want to be able to pray with you too If that is ever, that statement has ever sat over your head that you thought that you were a mistake and that you were unplanned and that you were not wanted. God wants to meet with you. So if you just raise your hand a little bit so I can actually see and great. I definitely pray. I see that. I see that. I see that. I see that. Father, I lift before you all of these people, and we lift them, the family. Lift every single one of them. And we declare your words of truth that you planned for, dreamt about, and you say that your thoughts are more than the sand on the, on the seashore over every single one of them. You planned them. You wanted them to be. And we, we together we just break off the lie. Break off the lies. The untruth. In your wonderful name, Jesus. And we speak life and we speak hope and we speak fullness back into their world. We speak acceptance and belonging and worth because they were in you planned before the world began. In your wonderful name, Jesus. Amen. So those words, let there be light, from Genesis 1, verse 3, correctly translated, actually is said like this, light in me, be. It's stunning when you actually hear it, the, other, the way that it's actually kind of meant to be translated. Light in me, be. So everything, animals in me, be. Mountains in me, be. Sea in me, be. You in me, be. And the method that God chose to release what was in him was to speak, was to prophesy. He let his voice, his sound, release his presence and his power and his potential. And Luke reminds us in chapter 6 verse 45, "For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Isn't that a great thought? If you think of it like this, God's heart was full of you, God's heart was full of you, and he spoke, let there be you. He totally knew what I was going to be like. He totally knew what you were going to be like, and the choices that we would make. And he still said, let there be you. Brooke phrases it like this.
1: He didn't want heaven without us. So Jesus, you brought heaven down Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> My sin was great Your love was greater And what could separate
0: Jesus came so that we would see the invisible God, that we would know him and experience him. They didn't want heaven without us. Isn't that a good thought? And he didn't want us to be separated from him any longer. And his perfect love made the way back. He lived showing us how to choose well. (laughs) If only we could learn from him, my goodness how to choose perfectly in actual fact. And he died to take on all the consequences of the bad choices that we have made so that we could then walk in forgiveness, receive forgiveness. And then he rose again, bet death. Satan was not expecting that. He bet death so that we would have the free gift of eternal life. He is amazing, isn't he? And we sit here thinking, woohoo! It's so good. Let me unpack a bit more about Jesus' coming. In Colossians 2 9 to 10, it says, Christ came into our earth, and the fullness of God dwelt in him in bodily form. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. So, the potential, this power, and this um, presence of God lived in Jesus in his human form. It's like he was fully God, yet fully human, but he gave up his Godness when he actually entered earth, took on humanity, but he welcomed the presence, the power, and the potential of God the Father into his life and into his world. Right, where am I up to? We kind of get this because we think that's Jesus. You know, he kind of has an inside track with God. Whereas, you know, with us, really? Mm. But listen, in the second part of that verse that I was reading about, it says, In Christ, you have been brought into this fullness. You, in Christ. So when we accept Christ, we receive all of this his presence, his power, and his potential. That's amazing. And that equals the hope of glory. Colossians 1, the very end of the reading that I was saying to you, verse 27, says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And this is God's plan, and he wants us totally in on it. That Christ in me, I am then the hope of glory. So let me go back and recap Colossians 1, 15 to 27. In verses 15 and 16 it says, Everything that exists, everything that we see, exists and existed in Christ before creation even began. It was unseen, invisible, and yet there. The next thing is that everything that God is, His presence, His power, and His potential dwelt in Jesus Christ. That's verse 19. And then the third thing is everything that Christ, that is Christ, now lives in you. His presence, His power, His potential. And the result, the result of that is that the Christ in you is the hope of glory. We are the hope of glory. But what does that actually mean? Well, glory here means reputation or substance. So that means when you or I speak, pray, encourage, what we do is we release God's reputation and we release His substance, His presence, His power and His potential. We don't just represent Him here on earth. We re-present Him here. Or, as Bob Hazlitt puts it in his book, the God in you just wants to get out. Okay. The God in you just wants to get out. It's not that we have to beg Him or make things up. He, this, he says, I am in you when you've accepted Christ, the Christ in you, my fullness, my potential. My presence, my power is in you. And we get to partner with him. We get to let him out, making the invisible God visible. Jesus was God the Father with skin on. His whole point was to point us back to his daddy God, his father, the Father, so that we would know him. Jesus is amazing, God is stunning. And Brooke words it like this.
1: You have no rival. You have no equal. Name of Jesus
0: and what He has done for us. Because Christ is in you, so is the hope of glory. And when Christ comes out of you, you manifest His reputation and substance to our world. We live out of that knowledge that it's Him in us, Him in us that we share. We let the invisible God become visible, and we are surrounded by people that are broken and aching, yearning to belong, yearning to be accepted, yearning to find love, even if they recognize it or not. And their hope of glory is in you. The people that we know that don't know him yet, their hope of glory is actually in you, and that glory can transform their lives like it's transformed yours. We are Jesus with skin on now. He's passed the batten on. We are his hands, his feet and his mouth. So let's make sure at this time when we gather together, we remember all of what Jesus did when he came. Yes, he came as a baby, but he grew up to be a man. He didn't want heaven without us. So, Jesus, you brought heaven down. My sin was great. But your love was greater. (laughs) He's so good. You know, there are some here who don't know Jesus as more than just the baby boy in the nativity scene that we celebrate at Christmas time and have carols and, oh, and presents. Oh, and lots of good food but you'd like to get to know the man Jesus who gave up everything so that you would be able to make that connection with him and find love, find truth, find forgiveness and your way into heaven. Could I have every head bowed? If that is you, I want to be able to pray with you. We would love to be able to pray with you. Jesus didn't want heaven without you. If you've never made that conscious choice about what Jesus actually did, more than just came as a baby, he wants you to have that opportunity to get to know him. And if that's you, then just feel free to raise your hand and then we'll be able to pray with you together and celebrate the goodness of Jesus and what he's done for us. I love how he's got us all on a journey, taking one step closer and one step closer to knowing him. Thank you for letting me share with you this morning. can lift your heads and we're just going to finish this time by teaching you Brooke's amazing songs. Would you like to worship with me and uh, we're going to wrap up our service.